Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show that focuses on people and organizations making a big difference here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan, and joining us right now is the Vice President of All Stars Project of Dallas, Antoine Joyce. How you doing, Tracy Morgan? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Chris? How you doing? You know, I call you Tracy Morgan because you grew up in New York, and every time I talk to you, you don't look like Tracy Morgan, but I swear you sound like the incredible uh, actor-comedian Tracy Morgan. So I enjoy listening to you, and your voice paints pictures. I'm just giving you your props. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm a... I'm a Brooklyn boy from New York, as you mentioned. So, uh, uh, hey, I'm honored. You know, that he's a he's a funny guy. I like Tracy. He's a so. funny guy, and he represents <laughs> New York very well, as you do yourself. But more importantly, let's talk about All Star Projects Dallas. Before we get into this this year and what's coming up at the end of this year, let's talk about how you got to Dallas because All Star Projects is now in six different cities, including Dallas. And how long have you guys been in Dallas? And I've been, you know, pulling the curtain back. I've been able to do some things with you guys, some uh, some awards programs, some Christmas things, and I'm just absolutely yes, amazed sir. at the way you show kids that you can actually be successful through performance. In other words, performance gives you the courage, performance gives you the opportunity, performance shows you that things are possible. Can you talk about how you got to Dallas and what All Stars projects mean to a lot of kids? Oh, man. Well, I, I was about to say interview over. You just said everything <laughs> I need to say. <laughs> let's exactly start, let's start with you well. coming to Dallas first, because yeah. I think that's an yeah. amazing story, too. Well, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's many different stories, many hands in, the, in, in, in helping me get to Dallas. I mean, so just to share with, with your audience, right, the All-Stars Project is a national organization, as you mentioned. We started in New York City 40 years ago, right, to offer free outside of school development programs. Um, and as we expanded to cities like New Jersey, um, Chicago, San Francisco, Newark, New Jersey, uh, we built a partnership with thousands of caring adults across the country. Um, and, it, it, and the intersection of that was, I, I'm, a, I'm a product of the All-Stars Project. I grew up in the organization I joined when I was around 13 years old and attended our core programs like the All-Stars Talent Show Network. Mm -hmm. I was part of our Development School for Youth program, and I could tell you more about those programs, and eventually joined the staff. And as these as partnerships grow, right, I'm on the staff. Our CEO, Gabrielle Kurlander, um, 
was talking to one of our major supporters, um, Hunter Hunt. Right. Great guy. We learned that he's a he's a Dallas philanthropist and Mm -hmm. business leader. And as as he grew in his leadership in Dallas, um, he invited us to come do some meetings with different leaders um, from the Communities Foundation of Texas to community leaders in West Dallas to education leaders like Michael Sorrell. And we asked the question, is there space for performance and development in Dallas? And it was a resounding yes. So uh, when that happened, I, I said, hey, Gabrielle, can you send me to Dallas? And she said, yes. So that was my that was my enclave into, into this uh, region. Okay, so let's keep, let's keep it real. Have you ever been to Texas before? You said, let me go to Dallas. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's amazing to me. You took a chance. Yeah. You took, a, took chance. a chance. Well, it's kind of like what you said, um, you know, performance, right? So mm-hmm. our methodology around performance is that when you are, if you if you see the world as a place with many different stages, right? And you learn how to perform in those different stages. And as we mentioned, I'm from Brooklyn, right? So sometimes, like you said, I get talking real comfortable with you. And I, I get my, I get my Brooklyn on, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. And then other times I'm in other environments that I, I, I perform another version of Antoine. Right. right. Um, and so all you have to nowadays, you really, really yeah, do. Right. You got to reach and, people where they are, where they are. Right. And, and, and that was part of me growing confidence, which is one of our eight dimensions of development um, I could, that, that we developed with SMU um, here in Dallas. And I was like, well, I'm confident enough to go and train in other cities. I'm confident. I'm confident enough to travel. Mm-hmm. Well, am I confident enough to go lead the organization that supported my life, that changed my life, changed my family's life? Right. Mm-hmm. I grew up poor in Brooklyn. I'm not poor. <laughs> right? Things happen. Uh, when you right. believe in what you're doing, it, things happen. Yes. And so those partnerships with Caring Adults is what I was what I was leaning on as well. Um, the partnership with Hunter and other businesses and leaders here like EY and my friend who retired from EY, Hank Neely and um, Greg Arnold at the Arnold Companies and so forth. But they embraced me. So those those leaders and those partners and my my current board chair now, Kim Kessler, she's the managing partner at KPMG. Mm-hmm. I work with all of them to build our programs for our young people that did the same for me. So so that's what gave me the confidence 10 years ago to come to Dallas and we've been on a we've been on a tear. We we reach over 2000 young people every year through our programs and, and again we do talent shows, right? Mm-hmm. We have we have traditional performance programs where young people can sing and dance on stage or rap, but they also can be volunteers and learn a performance of producing the show of building the show. So we go and knock on doors in housing developments and in schools. Uh, so we learn about community activism in that way, right? We partner with the police in that way. Um, and, and then we put on these wonderful shows where the audience comes and they're performing. Yeah. They're performing as appreciative audience members. Appreciation is another eight, one of our eight dimensions of development. Um, and then we support young people to perform in those corporate environments that I was talking about um, like TAC, EY, KPMG, a Bank of Texas. And we take young people to these boardrooms in towers all around downtown Dallas 
and we have them see their city from a different view and we practice. What is the performance of a CEO? What's the performance of an IT uh, manager? What's the performance of a receptionist? What's the performance of a, uh, of a paralegal? What's the performance of a law clerk? Um, what's the performance of an accountant, right? Mm -hmm. And we practice these things in these environments with these caring adults, shaking hands, talking to them, um, introducing yourself, which which it's hard, right? Right, and making eye contact. This is so wild contact, because, because right. uh, Antoine, you invited me to go to one of those. I don't know if you remember that or not. But I do. It was, was very, amazing. I, it was very, very impressive because, again, all the kids got an opportunity to meet movers and shakers, but also they were prepared, prepared to introduce themselves, prepared to make eye contact, and therefore they were able to socialize in an environment that they had never been to before. And they saw they had a chance to see these things can happen. You can make something of yourself. All you have to do is be is believe and be prepared for the opportunity. There you go. And <clears throat> excuse me. And like every performance, you have to practice. Right? right. So our programs allow young people to practice on these stages where the consequences are not high. Because let's face it, sometimes in in the communities. Um, southern, you know, Dallas areas, mm -hmm. young people are trying things. Right. And sometimes when they try things that don't go well, it has ramifications that it's hard to come back from. Mm -hmm. So we allow them to practice and fail. You know, you might introduce yourself very shy today, or you might say the wrong thing today. And we go, great, let's take two. <laughs> right. You can sure. stop the performance. Right. Take two, get some direction, and then try it again. And again, our caring adults, uh, my friend Robert Maddox at RBC Capital Markets, right? Mm -hmm. He's a part of that. He says, okay, great. Show me a, show me take two of your performance, and they get a chance to do it again. So that when they meet you, you know, you see prepared, but you're a part of that, that, that lineage of helping to prepare along the way. So thank you again. You know what's so wild about this? Sometimes, you know, especially in the world of sports, a lot of people in Texas absolutely love sports, football in particular, yeah. but, yeah. but they love sports. And the, all kids and their parents or their mom or their dad or their uncle or their coach understands about practice. And they don't really think about that in life or they don't really think about that for kids who don't play sports. It's like, okay, you've got to – you got to fail your way forward. Michael Jordan used to talk about it all the time. He used to have a commercial out where he said, you know, I didn't always, he said, I've known, I'm, I'm known for making game winning shots. He said, but I don't always make game winning shots. Do I quit? Yeah. No, I better develop my shot or I dunk instead. I make a better decision. And that's all about kids learning that it's not over if you fail. And you need to try again and you need to learn from your mistakes because that's how you get better. Exactly. That, you know, I, I love you. I love that you brought up the sports analogy because mm -hmm. I, I sometimes mirror what we do to that. Um, uh, I was watching uh, the the Netflix series, The Redeem Team. Yes, I saw it, that. Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. And, and in the Olympics. Clip, yeah. At the Olympics. And they were losing. Right. 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 And, and then. You know, they built the team over. They had a new a new thought about it. It's like, we got to practice every summer, right? Right, right. We, have, we can't just go to the Olympics. We got to practice 
every summer. And then as the, you know, uh, Dwayne Wade was telling that story that they were coming back from a party one night and Kobe was downstairs in the lobby going to the gym. Yes. 5 a.m. Yes, they and were in Vegas like, oh. hanging out all night and they walked right. back to the hotel and in the lobby, headed to the gym was Kobe Bryant. He said, what's up? And right. then, then all of a sudden they started joining him in the gym. Right, and it made them better. So practice, practicing your craft, that performance. So again, you you are MC, right? You mm-hmm. host a lot of events, a lot of games. Mm-hmm. You have to practice that. I, yes. I've learned that I had to practice that to be a better public speaker for myself as well. Sure. And I've done that on theater stages. I've done that around the world. Um, and that's what we give to young people with saying that, hey, some environments could be a little scary when you don't know them, right? Exactly. But again, if you have that confidence, mm-hmm. right, that confidence will help you be a better public speaker. It will help you in, in new opportunities if you're going to practice, you know, a resume, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to practice um, an interview and so forth. So we're helping young people, even as they call it, 21st century um, workforce skills. That's what we're, we're going at there as well. So young people grow a whole lot from their performance. Um, we got some new partners I want to tell you about that, sure. that have been working with us on that. So got a shout out to my people over at Dallas College. Uh, mm-hmm. We know Dallas College does a lot of a great work with over 70,000 um, students a year. And what we've been working with them on for the year is how do we work with our students and, and, and their students, right? Right. To have that confidence, even in school. What's the performance of school, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get help? Uh, same thing we're just talking about. When when you when you don't feel like you know what to do, where do you go? Who do you go to? So they created a success coach program, and we're going to be working with them to be a part of the training aspect of, of training a success coaches to support our students, we're going to be working with them to train employee employers and how to work with young people from these communities. Because guess who also needs practice? Our caring adults, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you haven't had a younger person in your office who's never been in that environment before, well, how do you support them exactly. to succeed? Exactly. How do you understand them and how do they understand you? How do they... In other words, you 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 bring people together in that way. Let me let me go ahead and say this for so those who don't know, because you said it so quickly. Dallas Col- Colleges is is more than just Dallas College. For those who don't know, it used to be Dallas County Community Colleges, and everybody knows yes. about them and all the commercials and things they used to do for years and years and years. And they have reimagined themselves, and they are taking it to another level. I've done a lot of work with them as well, so I am so glad you guys are partnering. Oh yeah, no, they've been they've been a great partner since we've come to Dallas. Um, the former Chancellor Joe May was a great champion yes, of our, champion of ours, and he's now moved on to our national board for the All Stars Project. But I'm happy, um, even after he retired from Dallas College, that Justin Lonnan, the new chancellor, mm-hmm. has embraced us. And we've been working on a lot of things, uh, particularly, especially with um, Vice Chancellor Piper Wilkins mm-hmm. and a whole team of people there. So shout out to Martha Fernandez, Kathy Acosta, Dean Tanya Wickenfell, uh, many more <laughs> on the team. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's all about education and education is also understanding each other. I love what you're doing. By the way, we're talking with Antoine Joyce. He is the vice president here at All Stars Project Dallas. I love what you guys are doing, especially the fact that 
in this day and age. And I'm going to go ahead and say this. I blame the Kardashians for this. This is the social, <laughs> the social media revolution where everybody's got a brand. And, but it's also entrepreneurship. You know, Generation Z, Gen Z is all about, you know, not just social media, but technology. They're all got their yeah. brands online, their YouTube pages, their Instagram uh, identities, their marketing campaigns. And like I said, I blame the Kardashians because it's all about the image because they were all about the image. They're famous for being famous, right? But that's so important to Gen Z. So I like the fact that you take kids, you know, in the inner cities, kids who are uh, from lower-income households, and you help them realize their dreams by saying, you know what, we match what you do. We match what you want to do. I'm going to say one other thing, Antoine, and you'll probably really start grinning on this. When I was a little kid, I read this quote, and it meant the world to me. This quote was, some people see things as they are and ask why. I dream mm. things that never were and ask why not. That was Robert F. Kennedy, and I just yeah. that, that thing always went in my mind like, I think I see things differently or, you know, I dream things that never were. And I think yeah. what you're doing is providing opportunity for kids who might see things differently and, and want to make a way for themselves. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, as you, you know, as you mentioned, right, young people growing up in low income communities, right? Mm-hmm. Po- poverty is one of those things that stifles development. It sometimes limits right. those dreams, right? What mm-hmm. you can see. So when we're partnering with, a business leader or Dallas College or any of the high schools that we work with in DISD, right? And and you step outside of your neighborhood. Yes. You see something different. And again, like to, to that point, you start asking questions. Why not me? Right. Why not this? Right. Right. And 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 what we're doing is allowing young people to see themselves in these new environments. So mm-hmm. when they do internships, right, we have a summer internship program and I, and I do my tours around the city. The young people have these key badges to get past the security or to get up in the elevator or, and so forth. They do it so proudfully because it's like, they now see themselves as someone who is, they, they have to literally, they have the key <laughs> yeah. to success. The right? key to success because they're able to get on that floor. Yeah, right. And, I, and I'm like, I'm the one visiting. I have to be let in by my students. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That is amazing. You were you were mentioned. You mentioned Dallas College. You were you were saying there are some other partnerships as well. I don't want to leave any of them out. Are you leaving anybody else? Yeah, out? well, we we have a lot going on. You know, shout out to a lot of community partners. Um, we still been uh, working with the Dallas Library. Yeah. Um, new partners, let the beat build. We've been building some new performance programs in the mix, and we have a lot coming up for 2023 uh, with the Dallas Park and Rec. Um, we're building our talent shows with them. Um, I'm really excited that you know next year is going to be our 10 year anniversary. Look out! Uh, so here in Dallas, All Stars Project so, Dallas. Yes, yeah, so a lot of celebrations to come. We're going to start off the year um, joining the return of the MLK Parade, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I love every year. We do a, a, a big float. We have young people performing, singing and dancing and poetry and rapping on the float mm-hmm. and hundreds of young people supporting us and our caring adults um, in February during Black History Month. We're partnering with um, the Bishop Arts Theater um, and we're co-sponsoring the 1619 Project, a one-act 
Very nice. festival. Very nice. And our CEO, who was on the show with me last time, um, Gabrielle Carlanda, mm-hmm. she's directing this wonderful piece, the 1619 Project. Um, so, so she's please, coming uh, down from New York. Well, here's here's the wonderful news. Gabrielle is now a Dallas resident. Look out. That yeah. is fantastic. The more the merrier. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's moving to Dallas for work. This is the place to be. Yes. No, no. She 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 loves it down here. She's been making a lot of great um, partnerships here. She's right. um, on the um, on the board of Taka now. So mm-hmm. lovely. Great to have her here. And um, and we actually I, I skipped this, but we're ending the year with a info session um, for hundreds of young people. So we again, we're going to partner with Dallas College on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we partner with. Um, um, oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting my partner's name. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll come gonna, to you soon. But it'll come. It'll come. Yeah. At the same but, time, um, I'm just amazed. It's already December. It's like this year has blown by. No, right. Exactly. And, 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 and let me say this. The year has blown by so fast. I started off the year with 16 members. We're now up to 11 on this team. And I'm telling you, my team is amazing. So I want to just give a shout out to my my Dallas team. Um, thank you for your work and yeah, your support you of our youth and the communities. Um, but as I was saying, we, we ended the year with an info session and I, I can send a link out to everyone, but um, you go to our website to find this. So we want to invite young people to learn about college scholarships, how they apply to college, mm-hmm. how different workforce programs that are out there, like um, um, uh, the Dallas uh, Dallas workforce started by Lynn McBee. Mm-hmm. Um so we're going to bring all those partners together so that our young people have the tools they need to keep making successful decisions. I love this. Again, I've always loved All-Stars Projects Dallas because you guys have always done the the little things that a lot of people don't think about that allow people to change their lives. Can you can you tell a story or two about, you know, a family or a group or maybe a couple of kids that have uh, just like yourself started with All-Stars Project and then done something more? And it made some of their dreams come true. Yeah, this 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 is this is new and fresh for me. So Excellent. we we we've been um so a couple of years ago, I was working with uh um one of the uh one of the uh, idea right idea um is a DISD magnet school, mm-hmm. and we met these two sisters. Um, one of them. It was very, very shy. The other one, she's like on student body. She's an activist, right? Right. So <laughs> she's out there. She's getting things done. She's, she's getting things done, right? Um, but but her younger sister, again, she kind of joined because big sister said, just come with me, right? Mm-hmm. And mom was like, hey, where your big sister go, you go. That's right. She wasn't really into it. That's right. So she worked with us over that year, didn't take the internship, and then came back to a, another leadership program that we do and she got an internship at Hunt. Wow. And consolidated, right? That's fantastic. And she emails me and says, hey, I'm working on this big project. Can you support me with some 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 connections at Dallas College so that we can work on a, a student-led energy project? I was like, really? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I, I remember the young girl, you know, say 16 yeah, years old. She's so quiet. Right. Right. And so then, you know, I'm skipping ahead a lot. Now, six months later, I'm I'm going to meet um Hunter, uh, Hunter Hunt at at the at his office. Mm-hmm. And I go to their their new barista 
um, headquarters there. They have like this, you know, employee lounge and it's really centered around this kind of Starbucks like barista station. Mm-hmm. And it's all employee and, friendly. I know how they do these things nowadays. You got to be corporate friendly because people are used to working at home. You got to bring them into the office. So you all reinvent and reimagine the offices now. Yeah. So you're painting a great picture, this barista. Exactly. Right. And who's leading the charge, the manager on the floor? My student. You're kidding. And I, and I was like, oh wait, hold my. on. Right. Again, <laughs> two years ago, she wouldn't say a word. Right. Now she's like greeting people. What do you need? Well, how can I help you? Yada, yada. And I was like, what, what are you doing here? She goes, oh, I work here now. She has a, wow. <laughs> there's a full-time job working for the company and she's still working with the energy group on that project since her internship. So it's like, that's, that's dreams that's what, come true. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And you know what? I can, I can kind of, uh, I feel about the uh, younger sister deal. I got two daughters and a son, and my two daughters are the oldest. And my middle daughter, she's quiet, just like that girl. She's just quiet. But and the teacher told me one time when she was like young, when she was like in pre-K, because I was like, she's not really that quiet at the house, but out in the world, she's quiet. And the teacher says she's soaking it all in. She's one of those kids that's gonna be because she's checking things out before she makes her moves. So that's what was probably happening with this younger sister. She was yeah. checking it all out and, decide, and deciding for herself what she liked. Yeah, exactly. And again, as we just said, when you expose to the world, you you ask yourself, why not? Yeah, why, why not? not? Why not? And, and look, you know, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there, right? Some may say a barista, you know, right? But <laughs> but but here here's the key, right? That opportunity, plus the work she was doing in the energy department, right, will lead to so much exactly. more. And again, if you had seen her two years ago and the, the the words that never came out of her mouth, and now she's greeting people and 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 Absolutely opening amazing. up and smiling and, mm-hmm. and confident. Uh, yeah. That, you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm telling yeah, that, you. That, she's that, making the good money, too. She's making the good money, too. <laughs> and see, that's the thing. Nowadays... It's more of a gig economy, and it's not because no one can find a good job. What it is is Gen Z and the millennials have decided we want to live our life an interesting way. So we will right. do certain jobs because we find fulfillment in it. It's not about, oh, right. I need to have all the health care benefits, or I need to work at the factory for 20 years and provide for my family. They're like, no, I want to do things my way and and their way may be, okay, I'm going to do it this way, this way, this way, because I get more out of it. And I might have time for myself or have more time for my community to do things to help other people's lives. So that's what I've learned over the last five or ten years. It's like, you know what? Younger kids, younger adults, they look at the world a completely different way, and the gig economy is not the end of the world. It's the way they want it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing. I, I got to say something else, too, about opportunities. Um, and back to the world of sports. Jimmy Johnson, the, the Hall of Famer, uh, who was the coach of the Dallas Cowboys back in the day, he used to talk about luck. He would say there's no such thing as, as just straight-up luck. He said luck is when preparation meets opportunity. In other words, yeah. you prepare for the moment. You recognize a $100 bill blowing down the street as opposed to a dollar, and you will chase it. You know what I mean? Because you know, you recognize, you say, wait a minute, that's not a dollar, that's worth something. So you chase it. 
or you recognize the opportunity when opportunity knocks, you answer the door because you're ready for it. And that's what I think the All-Stars Project is doing, is preparing kids for opportunities or yep. preparing things or preparing them to realize, well, guess what? You do have a chance at life. You do have a chance in this world, and we're going to show you how. Yes. And, 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 and I, I was mentioning, mentioning this before. We did this study with um, SMU. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the Center on Research and Evaluation. And, you know, we, we talk, everything you're talking about is development. And they kept saying, well, how do you define that, right? You know, for the, for the people who don't get it, how would you define development? So we went on this journey with them. And what came out of it was these eight dimensions. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them off really fast. No, right? take your time. Um, take your time. This is worthwhile. Okay. Um, so appreciation, giving, interpersonal competence, mm-hmm. personal responsibility, vocational competence. I mentioned this before. It's confidence. Yeah. My favorite is improvisation. Right. That's and creativity. And open worldview. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Creativity. And open worldview. And I think that's important with the world today. Yes, evolving. The divisiveness that is being shown is like, if we can support our young people to have an open world view, to accept you, the differences. And then when challenges come to be improvisational and to be appreciative of the work that goes into creating and building things and, and then be giving of themselves to their families, to their communities, and then learn about their personal responsibility through personal responsibility. Like I have to take, I have to take charge of my life, right? Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to commit to what I say I'm going to do, and then give them those workforce skills. We that's we have we have a, a fully developed young person. So that's what we work on every single moment of the day when we're working with our young people. And again, that's what you and our other business leaders support us in doing. So. I want to thank you for that again. Oh, for sure. And again, we're like-minded on all of this because the world becomes a better place when people understand each other or at least pause to try to understand and not look at differences as obstacles or look at differences as something to be afraid of. Antoine, I raised my kids this way because I say, you know what? You should not be afraid of things. And the way I taught them about not being afraid of things is if you have knowledge of it or if you understand it, how can you be afraid of it? And I will give the example of on a horse farm or a horse ranch here in Texas. There are people who grew up with horses. They're not afraid of horses, but maybe some kid in the inner city never seen a horse except for on TV. They might be afraid of a horse. Hey, that's because, that's and then you flip it. Yeah, and then you flip it the other way around. You take a kid from a ranch or a farm or a small. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Small, small town somewhere in, you know, East Texas or West Texas, you bring them to the big city, bring them to Dallas or New York or Houston, they may be terrified terrified because of, quote-unquote, what part of town they're in because they're not used to it when they should not be. It's, it's not about being naive. If you have the knowledge, you're prepared. That's all I'm saying. It's just yes. it's just not being defensive about differences. Right. And taking the time to listen. And learn. And, and learn. Learn where people come from. We have a beautiful country. We have a beautiful state. Yep. Like, Texas is a, is a beautiful state, and, it's like, and I love traveling through – uh, through the country, through, through Texas, mm-hmm. the countryside <laughs> and, and, and the ranches and the small towns yeah. and the big towns yeah. and the beautiful yeah. the, landscapes. Yeah, it's something special. The, the, the coastal cities and so forth is mm-hmm. like wow, you know. So yeah, Texas has been great. Well, I, I would love to tell people how they can get involved because next year I would love to. Oh yeah, the tenth anniversary. Go right ahead. Tenth anniversary. Yeah. So as always, right? Um, we're you know, I'll just put this out there. We're a $1.5 million organization. Um, we just had an event. I just want to shout out two good friends of mine again, um, Harold Ginsburg and Hill Feinberg, um, two wonderful philanthropists here in, in Dallas. And they helped us raise $500,000 um, November 17th for our annual Standing with All-Stars Benefits. Yeah. So it was great. We got we, Dallas Cowboys kicked in mm-hmm. $50,000 to the effort. It was it was amazing. So thank you all of you. Um so every 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 year we we start at zero and we got to start start again to help fully fund our program. So if you are hearing this right now and you want to be involved in that way fun, financially, we'll love to sit down and talk or you can give a gift online. Um you can go to All-Stars dot org and and give that way but of course as our mission says our work is not done without the partnership and i really mean that partnership of caring adults so all these opportunities i've been telling you about we bring young people into business environments so if you have a corporate environment or a nonprofit environment or any environment that you want to expose young people to i would love for you to talk with me um, about that we have a development coaching program that mm-hmm. partners young people up one to one. We don't call it mentorship, you know, only because it gives a a sense of one wayness, right? right? Somebody knows more than the other. Right. Again, open worldview. Our our supporters have told us many times that they learn from the young people sometimes even more than what they've been given. Exactly. So we have a coaching program, and you meet young people where they are. Mm-hmm. And support them to go through some journeys. And I tell you, you know, you talked about stories during COVID, you know, it was hard, right? I can imagine. Young yeah. People lost family members. Exactly. You know, finances were not great. People were losing jobs. And the coaches were working with our students on just how to even take a breath, how to walk outside and take a walk, mm-hmm. right? How to deal with the loss of a of, of, of a family member, a mother, mm-hmm. a grandmother, how to reapply to a to a job and 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 where should, you know, that they just the school is now not 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 in person anymore. So how do you do online learning? So our coaches were instrumental to supporting thousands of young people um in that in in, in that work. Um so we're going to be launching that program again. Um, in January. So if you want to be a coach, we'd love to have you 
And if you just want to be a, 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 a volunteer, sure. we have so many opportunities just to volunteer, support us in the office, come do some door knocking in the community with our young people, join us for the MLK parade, introduce yourself to some young people you never met before. Um, so many opportunities. So again, they can go to allstars.org and that's all stars with an S. So www.allstars.org. Antoine, absolutely amazing. Appreciate you so much for joining us. Your organization is one of the inspirations. It really is because literally how can you affect change when you, if you don't do things like this, if you're not involved to a degree and you cannot help but laud you for your efforts because it brings people together, but it also makes people accountable and makes people want to be successful. I love what you're doing. Thanks again, Antoine. Thank you, Chris. Always happy to be here. Happy, happy new year to you. And hopefully I get to see you soon. And joining us now is the president of the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce. How you doing, Harrison Blair? Uh, Mr. Mr. Arnold, I'm doing well. <laughs> Thank you so much for having us on the show again. Always a pleasure. It's the holiday time of the year. Can you believe it's already December? It's already and December. It, it was just November 5th, and now I looked up and it's December 1st. So I, we, we're taking it in a stride. Now, I know there's a lot of things going on in Dallas-Fort Worth, but in particular, what's going on with the Dallas Chamber? Because I know there's a, a gala, a noir gala? There's a noir gala, Chris, and it is happening December 8th, which is next Thursday. And uh, we're going to be at this location called the uh, Oasis Dallas, which is kind of a tricky name because it's actually in Red Oak. Um, we would love to have you there, uh, Mr. Arnold, if you're available. Uh, the you theme noir know. means that our dress code or our attire for the evening is formal wear uh, and your interpretation of all black. Okay, very nice. And that's just one of the things that are going on, but I know that's a key one. Yes, sir. So that's, that is absolutely just one uh, event that's happening. But we're, we're blessed because we get the opportunity to honor a world-class leader like uh, Sint Marshall, who yes. is our CEO of the year. So we are very, very excited uh, to, to host this e event. And uh, Chris, as you alluded to, there's a lot happening um, the city of Dallas has been very active. Our mayor's office has been very active with um, some special focuses that um, are all centered around economic development. So we've been working with the city. And then, of course, um, we talk about, um, you know, environmental efforts from a corporate standpoint. The city uh, has also uh, drafted some policy or some new ideas that are around CCAP um, mm -hmm. and us keeping our carbon footprint as low as possible. And they want to help get local businesses engaged. And when they say local businesses, they're talking about those small uh, businesses that are in the black community, that are in a, a greater Hispanic community, Latinx community, um, and diff many different black and brown communities throughout North Texas. So we are, we, we've been a part of a lot of different efforts, whether we're talking about um, environmental issues that the city's working on, um, loosening up uh, food truck regulations to help more small businesses get started, or really focusing on franchises and the mayor's uh, small business kit, which has a lot of value to businesses that are starting and ones that are accelerating. You guys have done a fantastic job, not only with the website. I'm always bragging about the website because it is a great um, business card. If you're new to Dallas Fort Worth and you want to know what's going on and where can I maybe start my small business or what part of town would I love to live in that fits my, you know, mindset or, or my family, 
my family's needs close to my job or, or what works best for me. I love the way you got it all laid out. For those who don't know, you're talking about business referrals, coaching, consulting, marketing and promotions, seminars, webinars, technical assistance, certification and procurement assistance, informational newsletters, economic impact, research, ribbon cutting, business formation, support, uh, COVID help, assistance, awards and recognitions, let me go ahead and let you start again and give props to the guy or the, the the young lady to put that website together because it is everything you could imagine. I just wish that most of government had websites this nice. Oh, man. And, and Chris, look, the check is in the mail. Um, so <laughs> it's on its way. Um, and, and I do want to give a shout out to Mark Drake with FanTouch Solutions. Um, his uh, his logo is on our website. It's a clickable link. So if you are looking to get your website upgraded, Mark uh, is very capable. His company uh, really took good care of us and they listened to us and we told them everything we wanted. And it was crazy list and he made it happen. So and he's still changing some some interlays of the website to make it better. So, Chris, thank you so much for being uh, uh, you know very astute at checking the website out and, yeah. and, and knowing what resources are there. We really appreciate that. Well, you just said the key word, resources. In this day and age, you know, a lot of people work from home. A lot of people under the age of 35, they're just savvy in the world of tech. You know, they know their social media. In fact, you reach them through social media. In other words, you don't send out flyers. You don't put things necessarily in the newspaper because they don't pick them up. But they are on social media. They are ahead of the curve with technology. And your website, can you give everybody the website again? It has everything they need to know to get started with business or if they want to move to Dallas for Worth because, you know, on our app and on this podcast, you can hear it all over the world. And they may say, you know what? I need to get a hold of the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce. Here is the website. Where does that address again? So there are two ways you can reach our website. You can, if you like the longhand version, you can go to dallasblackchamber.org.org, mm-hmm. or you can just do the shorthand version, dbcc.org. Very nice, very nice. And you, you guys have been doing a fantastic job of especially helping small businesses, but you've also helped a lot of major corporations who are moving to the Dallas-Fort Worth get their employees acclimated to being in North Texas. Can you talk about some of the things that you guys have done and how, you know, you guys have been the place to be when people want to relocate? Oh, man. Uh, One of the coolest things that we've gotten the opportunity to do as a Chamber of Commerce is start with volunteer events. And this sounds kind of Uh, counterintuitive when you think about how we help corporations, but a lot of times corporations have huge staffs. If you like, for example, JP Morgan Chase has 15,000 employees in Texas or 30,000 in Texas and 15,000 that are in North Texas. So when, when we call their employees out to come and be a part of a cleanup, or if I call FedEx or I call uh, um, any of the uh, large corporates, they're bringing out 50, 60 folks yes. who may not know each other. Yes. So they get the opportunity to learn about who's in their company, people who are a part of the same um, interest groups as them. And then they get an opportunity to meet other executives across the board and other firms and other companies um, because Dallas is a business town and there are so many Fortune 100s and 500s downtown and around the Metroplex. So we get a good opportunity to help uh, thought leaders mingle uh, around causes that they really care about. But also when they start to make impact, they start asking better questions instead of, you know, hey, why is there so much trash in this particular area or park? And then they start asking, well, why aren't there more trash cans? How can we get more engaged? There you go. 
you know, and from there, they they also really get an opportunity to come and see all the different great spaces that are around uh, the Southern sector, around mm-hmm. uh, Dallas, places that they may not otherwise go to if they didn't have a guide who is from Dallas who's interested in them connecting. I'm glad you brought that point up because it's always amazing to me. You know, I go to various functions like you do, especially nonprofit uh, events or, like you said, even get-togethers, and it's always not surprising, but it's always amazing to me that different people who move to Dallas for Worth, they don't get around that much. They just either go to work or they go to the restaurants or the places they like to hang out, but they don't go all over town. And they have misconceptions about different parts of town based on stuff that they've read or heard or saw on the news. And, and Chris, they'll come over to a community, go to a restaurant with us, um, meet community people, because I think the other thing that we help people who are moving to the city understand is that a neighborhood may seem bad from the outside or you may have heard bad things about it. But once you get there and you start meeting people in the community, you see that the community itself has its own right. uh, ecosystem and people see it more than just a dangerous place. It's, it's a place where they live, work and play and it has value. Uh, and then the best part of it is when we share the value of what makes all of Dallas great. Um, and we try to make sure that people feel those resources because the other side is not just us giving corporations and their leaders an opportunity to really experience what's great about Dallas, but we want to showcase opportunities to community members who may be looking for that next, uh, that next level of employment that they want to reach or that next opportunity, mm-hmm. or they've never seen a corporation come into their community and not do harm. And we give opportunities for all of that to happen in a city that is become quickly becoming a world-class city and will be one of the largest metropolitan areas by 2050. It really is. And again, you, you, you're throwing out the numbers that people have to respect because literally there are so many people moving to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, we already know about the real estate. And even though, you know, it's, it's kind of tailing off a little bit with, with inflation and whatnot, but still it is one of the hottest markets in the country. And, and I bring up real estate because people who move down here, I'm talking about the different corporations, the different businesses, even the smaller businesses, people have to have some place to live, whether it's in a home or an apartment or a townhouse or wherever they need to have some place to live. And sometimes they reach out to you, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and that's not only the people who are looking for somewhere to move, you know, and live, but a lot of times we'll get a dual, you know, a dual request. It'll say, you know, hey, I'm looking for office space where I, you know, I might need two oh, yeah. you know, rooms. I need two corner offices and I need enough space for 16 team members. And then I want to know where can I live where I can, my kids will have access to a great school where I have a centralized office space where I might go work and grab coffee mm-hmm. where they can go enjoy a beautiful park while, and play while I might get some work done in a Wi-Fi enabled space. That's, you know, all buttressed by the public. Um, so th- th- there's a lot that people request from us. And then they also want to know where can I take my son and my daughter to get, you know, something that's very culturally specific, but it's healthy for them. You know, I, I want to take them to see Bandit sure. Coro and maybe show them some African drums. I might want them to mm-hmm. do some capoeira or read, you know, be a part of a, a black men's yoga group. or mm-hmm. troop. So th- th- there are a lot of different um, access points that people are looking for. And I'll add to Chris that most of the people who are looking uh, for this are not always black. Sometimes they're just folks who are really engaged uh, in the cultural exchange of what America offers. And they want to they want to be down. Exactly. <laughs> they they want to know, and again, they, they they want to reach out, and that's one of the things you guys do so well. Let's even talk about the churches in the Dallas area, because literally, 
some people who move into town, they have no idea not only about the churches of the different denominations, but there's mega churches down here as well. In fact, one of the largest churches in the world, the Potter's House, is right down here in Dallas County. Oh, man. And and Chris, the uh, church's impact is unforetold when you really start to look at what some of these mega churches can do. Um, I was talking to um, uh, an owner who, who she has her own food processing company. Um, she makes food that goes into restaurants. So mm-hmm. they, they, will, they will buy in bulk from her. And one of the places that she sells to um, is uh, Albernay's. And it's uh, oh, in the yeah. northern section. One of she, the best she, restaurants she, in town one of the best restaurants in town. But, you know, when my wife and I go to Albernay's, I'm not ordering chicken and waffles. I don't, I don't trust them with, with, you know, one of auntie's famous recipes. (laughs) We find out exactly. We find out that this vendor who we were talking to at a black owned coffee shop is the vendor who does their, uh, their chicken and waffles. And so that made us want to try it. But she told us how her pastor supported her when, uh, when she got on the menu, she told the pastor at the potter's house, and they they basically mobbed out and all went to eat for a couple of Sundays there. And it shifted Fantastic. how they looked at what the impact of leaders uh, from our community could do and what what the economics of a church can really provide to businesses that are trying to grow and thrive. And and I, we, we, I salute the work that a lot of these churches are doing, because in many ways, those are the, the corporations that have been allowed to thrive and grow in our communities. Uh, over history and over time. So it's no shock or surprise that some of our greatest leaders are uh, leaders of the faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and they do support a lot of the work we do. And that's, you know, we, we're talking about the Potter's House, but I'm looking at Concord. Yep. I'm looking at Friendship West um, and, and Ibach and all the different flavors that each of these pastors bring and the way that they really impact the business market here. So very honored to be in a space like that, that's got that rich cultural tradition and that leadership that's not only focused on your soul, but all those things you need while you're here as well. You know, we're, we're talking about all the different churches and they come in all different sizes. Some of them even storefront size because that's what like some people like. But you drive up and down I-20. If you go Man. from the east end of 635 all the way to Grand Prairie, you will pass five or six of the largest churches you've ever seen in your life. And they're all brand new. They've all been built within the last 10, 15 years. Man. And, and, and they, and they're all making such impact. And that's how we're starting to get communities. One of the, one of the coolest communities that's close to Wheatland, um, and this is not talked about enough, was actually done with black churches uh, and and some mega churches, some pastors that lead, you know, some pretty medium sized flocks, Mm -hmm. um, they, they used money from, uh, I believe, some of the investments from their from their members to build a community. And that community is now right off Wheatland, where you see the target and you see right, uh, right off 20 and 67. Th- that was a that was a development done with dollars from the clergy and we and, and black clergy at that. And it's a great development. And now there's been an expansion from some other private developers in that same area uh, because the, the leaders of the cloth are also not only pastors. They have different, you know, business degrees and different backgrounds in many different respects. And they are truly working with us and with other community leaders to start to develop our communities and have some ownership in some of those processes. So just some important things to note about what what makes Dallas different. And when we say the home of the public-private partnership, we're not just talking about water fountains and and parks, you know, that are over freeways. We're talking about churches developing communities. You know what, on that same tip, I got to bring this up. The owner of Golf Club of Dallas, right there off of 35, excuse me, off of 67, is P- 
Pastor Tony Evans over there at the Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, and Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship has their fingerprints all over that very nice golf club. I love that. Oh, man. And and they do a lot of programming. And, Chris, for me, this this particularly important. I live down the street. so And that's where I last saw you. We were over there for a fundraiser. <laughs> and, 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 look, and loved every bit of it. Yes. With Mr. Paris and the crew. So, man, I, I love what they're doing and how they program that golf club. And it's one of the nicest golf courses and one of the nicest golf clubs in the city. So we're honored that uh, to know that that is owned by a church that is really concerned about the impact that it's going to make with, mm-hmm. that, uh, with that holding. Exactly. I could talk to you on and on and on because we got to. We've got to. We're talking to Harrison Blair. He is the president of the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce. You've had your fingerprints on the pulse of this city for how many years now? Because, again, you're one of the people that knows everything because there's so many people that use the Dallas Black Chamber of Commerce for connecting with other groups or organizations. Can you talk about yourself? Um, a- absolutely. Uh, th- this is my fourth year in the role of uh, president and CEO at the Black Chamber. And I can honestly say um, if anybody thinks that the chamber is uh, a one a one trick pony or it only does one thing, sorely mistaken. And what I found is that most people don't know what a chamber of commerce does, period, mm-hmm. let alone what the different chambers of commerce with different focuses. May Break be. it down for them. Break it down right here. So my focus as the chamber leader here at the, at the Dallas Black Chamber, the first and uh, largest black chamber in the nation, is really focused on shifting the perspective of what a chamber does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, as a nonprofit, a C6 with a with a C3 attached, where we can also do some charitable programs, is we can we can actually bring a lot of different leaders around the table. If you're a for-profit, you can work with us. If you're a nonprofit, you can partner with us. If you're an elected official, you can work with us. If you're a community leader who just wants to engage and you see policy uh, you know, through our apparatus, you can do that. If you're a concerned business owner and you want to come and, and, and really be around other businesses and leaders, not just in the Black community, but in the larger business community from any industry or background, this is where you come to make your voice quantified in, in a sea of voices. And we put together all different types of programs. We're talking anything from public sphere where we're talking about the the lack of spend or the the increase in spend with with certain minority vendors, uh, primes, subprimes, Mm -hmm. subcontractors. Um, and that's all public. Then we move over to looking at venture capital dollars or being able to walk into a bank and be bankable or to know the difference between a line of credit and a loan and which one would actually benefit your business and which bank would actually be the tier that fits you for what you're trying to achieve. So just the, the level of knowledge that we must have, the the way we must move, my focus is to make sure that um, the chamber feels like an institution. And I, what I've learned from what people expect from us is that they feel like this is an institution. And a lot of times they have what has happened in the past seared in their minds. You know, if, you know, when a Maceo Smith, who is our, uh, one of our greatest uh, executive leaders uh, came to office and he had uh, one of the, a Turkish minister to visit him in his Oak Cliff home, mm-hmm. that was a big deal. He's talking about economics on a different scale, a global scope. Um, relationships that he's helping to crab Dallas as a global city. and Or, or when they talked about uh, getting the first Black police officers on the street in 1947, or Hamilton Park, which is now some of the most expensive property yes. owned in the city of Dallas, North just Dallas. on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. Help, uh, we helped to develop the idea for that. So just through and through, um, the, the Black Chamber has really been 
um, a piece of infrastructure. And if we do our jobs right, you know, everybody's going to flip on the light switch. Everybody's going to turn the faucet to get water. We want to make sure that the pipe is connected so that when people from our community are doing those same things when, with regard to resources for business and, and nonprofits, the, the resource comes to them as well. You know, you you really do a great job of this. I, I know it's tough sometimes because you get information and you get uh, people asking for help at the same time from all directions. I mean, up high and down low. It seems like this is more than just a career for you. I mean, this is this is what you do. This is this is like the perfect fit. Am I wrong? No, this I, Chris, I couldn't have gotten anything better because for me, you know, my grandfather was. You know, he he walked on water in this city. I was and about for, to go there. That was the next thing I was going to The The late, great Bill Blair, your family's name means everything. He was in the Negro Leagues. I, I know the man. I knew the man so well. I used to have him on the radio shows I was on in, in the in the in the 80s and the 90s and the 2000s. Oh, wow. And I would meet him, meet with him over for lunch at Luby's. You know, come on, man. <laughs> he is a legend. So your last name also gives you entree into some place because there's some credibility right there. And, and, you know, Chris, for me, what it really boils down to is it feels more like uh, that speech that Uncle Ben gave Spider-Man when he said, hey, you know, great power comes great responsibility. Yes. Yes. And, and that's it's never felt like, you know, I have a blank check and I can do what I want. or I, You know, this is my grandfather's park, so I can do whatever I want here. The rules don't apply. It, it never felt like that. It always felt like um, you had to live up to expectations. It's always felt like. um if this the family's business has been about making the communities better and safer for people who are here in Dallas and not just the black families here, but if Dallas is to be great, then everybody should have access to what makes it great. Um, and I feel like this work is a continuation of what they did. Yeah. Perhaps they, you know, a lot of his work was as a small business, but in kind of a civil rights perspective. Mm-hmm. But what I love about what I get to do today is I get to talk about the economics of what they were really focused on. You know, so much of that gets drowned out in right. you know, people right and doing right by mm-hmm. folks versus, hey, economic opportunity is doing right by folks and making sure that everybody has a piece of that pie or that if we grow the pie, there's more pie for everybody. Um, I feel like that's what I got from my grandfather and also from my dad, who was very humble mm-hmm. in making sure that he built his father's reputation. So a lot of stuff he would do, he would do in in name of Bill Blair. But the parade growing, um, the way that they grew the parade. Martin Luther and, King. And people ask me, oh, yeah. And people mm-hmm. ask me all the time, you know, why is the MLK parade in Dallas so significant? And why should we care that, you know, your family started a parade? And I explained to them that a lot of times people want access to these big celebrations, not just to be there, but to actually participate. And the reason that parade got so large is because my dad engineered this idea that, you know, everybody can't afford insurance to be in the parade, but what they can do is they can come and march. They can put their church in the parade. You know, maybe the, the, the band from the high school can come and participate. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get all these different community groups who would normally never get the opportunity to be spotlighted, then everybody and their family is out there to watch their family member or their daughter, or their son, their uncle, who's a, a grand Mason from the lodge, come and walk in this parade. And, and have the cost of it subsidized. So that's how you got the 300,000 plus folks lining the streets. They were primarily there to celebrate Dr. King's birthday and holiday, but they wanted to be active in that celebration. And my dad's favorite saying that day would be, today is a day on, not a day off. Everybody else may be off work, but we're working today. Let me tell you something. That that parade was something special. Again, it was in, it's in January, so the weather could be all kinds of weather. And I've been fortunate enough 
to be in over 20 of them. And shout out to oh, Skip wow. Murphy and company because <laughs> you guys let us be grand marshals one year. I'll never forget that as long as I live. That's one of my highlights. And again, with everybody having so much fun and enjoying themselves, it was some, it's, it's something special. So again, make sure if you haven't been to a Martin Luther King Jr. parade, you've got to go to sunny South Dallas to really enjoy it. Oh man. And, 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 and uh, Chris Arnold, legendary it's hard to be it's hard to be this young and this good and this legendary all in one but somehow you make it happen mom and um, daddy got good genes i'm just hanging in there <laughs> <laughs> so uh, and, and know that uh it was our honor to have you be a grand marshal that was a uh, that was huge for my family as well so thank you so much for always being engaged with the people if there's anything else we need to let everybody know let them know now where can they find all this information because the website is asked. It's just amazing. It's astronomically outstanding. So you can find information about membership uh, and about what we do at the chamber every day at dbcc.org or dallasblackchamber.org. And it's so important that members join because that that's the majority of our support. When members join and they pay their membership fee, that helps us serve more members. The, the greatest program we could ever have is if you call the chamber as a nonprofit or a business and you are trying to get to that next level or you want to get started. It is our mission to ensure that there's an expert who can help you. And as much as I'd like to do some of that work, I've also learned as a leader um, in these four years, you know, if you call Pizza Hut, you don't hope to get the CEO of Pizza Hut to make you a pizza. You want an expert person who's going to make that pizza. So we have expert staff outside of me who are really focused on making sure when you do call, there's someone who can serve you and assist your business in growing. So we would love to do that. And we can only be stronger with more members. So we wouldn't be mad at you if you push the join button. (laughs) And Harrison, that's why we appreciate you so much. Thank you for joining us today, man. I appreciate you. No, th- thank you, Chris Arnold. It's always an honor, sir. All right. I'm Chris Arnold of 1053 The Fan, thanking you for joining us. Tune in next week as we focus on other organizations and individuals doing great things in our community right here on Better Living. So long, everybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.